dancing. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Family Home Evening. Welcome to the spooky podcast Ooh. we call Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons. To be fair, this will be released after Halloween, it's but you're welcome. Still spooky. Every day should be Halloween. Okay, I'm fired from my yeah. own podcast. I was going to say, oh, we're we doing that. Is that something we're doing? Great. <laughs> I just, I love Halloween so much, and I'm, I'm sad it's almost over. I know, I just realized I have a lot of Halloween outfits, and I haven't worn any of them until today, and I was like, why do I have to wait for Halloween to wear these outfits? I legit can wear these every day. That's true. Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome it- to our our family home evening that we do every Monday, mm-hmm. just like the regular Mormons do. Yep, we get together, we get on our knees and yeah, we do. <laughs> we sure do. Do some stuff down oh, there. That's weird. That is weird. It's weird because we're sisters. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's take that back. What we really do is we drink wine. We tell you stories that make you laugh because we've done a lot of stupid shit and we want you to go like, why are they still alive? And be like, wow, how do they not have cirrhosis of the liver? And then make yourselves feel better by listening to our bad choices. It's like how I really enjoy watching Teen Mom 2 because I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I could have easily gotten pregnant in high school, and that could be... And, again, no shame against those who had teenage babies, but, you know, I don't like children at all, so... And, and it really cuts into your drinking time. It really would... Yeah. I would have had to grow up real fast. Speaking of, cheers. Cheers! Have a little red wine with our cold, foggy, Halloween-y so evening. Foggy out. We yeah. got an advisory warning just now, even... Yeah, I've never heard of a dense fog advisory, but we're going to have one tonight. Fabulous. Uh, so, we're drinking red wine as usual. It is the Grower's Reserve from uh, Trader Joe's Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. I like it. Although I think the last glass I had may have been, it was on its three, third day open, oh, so it may it have turned bad. a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get, don't lie. Even after the first day, you're like, it's not as good. Third day, real bad. Look at the vacuum sealer pump thing. That does that really work? Yeah, I don't know because I never left a bottle unfinished. So, <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to our patrons. Hey, patrons! I believe we have a new. Uh huh. Let's welcome our newest patron, Derek. Welcome, Derek, to our inner circle. We're so happy to have you. And also, let's just do a quick shout out to uh, Siobhan. Yes. Who's our very first patron. Now that our Patreon family has grown so much, uh, you are our very first patron, and this snowball is just just rolling on down the hill. Thanks, everybody. You really really help us want to keep doing this. Absolutely. (laughs) We love you guys, and welcome, Derek. We also love our non-patrons, too. I just, you know, feel it needs to be said that not everybody could throw some cash our direction. When you do... We love you a little bit more like you're our favorite child, but we love you all equally. (laughs) So yeah, welcome Derek and uh, shout out to Siobhan for being the first. Yeah. Now, last week, if you listened to our shit show last week, (laughs) by our shit show. Do we not say episodes anymore? We'll just call them, if you listened to last week's shit show. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually my own Mandy. This is Mandy's voice you're hearing now. I know our voices sound similar. Uh, Mandy's shit show last week, we told you a story involving three Volkswagen buses, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I promised you that I was going to find out what happened to the third bus. However, I failed you, and I didn't reach out to my brother to ask, but I guarantee you I'm going to have the answer next week because he's coming to visit us, and we might even be able to get a podcast out of him while he's here. So He's the funny one. He is pretty damn. Him and Tiffany. If we get those motherfuckers on this podcast, we would be golden! <laughs> <laughs> so, the answer to bust the third will be continued for next. Is that like bust a move, but bust the third? Get bust it? the third? I know okay. you said bust the third, but I'm saying bust, like bust a move. Okay, well, I'll stop. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, we could change it, but no, it was a bust. Bust the third. Bust the third. Uh, I actually... Normally we we go right into Mormon Corner and I don't have anything. I didn't pre-read anything because I kind of am doing this as an afterthought, but we can't skip Mormon Corner. No, absolutely not. So we're going to grab uh, the book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, oh, sent to it. us by one of our lovely <laughs> listeners. And I just uh, kind of stumbled across page 220 and the header for this paragraph is called The Pitfalls for Youth. 
Okay. So I thought that might be interesting. I mean, I think that's us, right? I mean, we're no longer the youth, but we were once the youth, and we full-on fell into that pit. And that's kind of what our podcast is about, is our missteps in youth. Obviously, these (laughs) terrible decisions that we've made, we would never make as adults now. No, I would never go and do drugs out in the desert. (laughs) Anyways, the pitfalls for youth. In this book, I have deliberately made frequent reference to sexual sins, and this is because of their gravity and prevalence. In this present chapter, one could hardly fail to emphasize these errors in relation to avoiding pitfalls of sin, especially as they affect the youth of the church in an era of increasing immortality, permissiveness, and commercial enticement. Our wise creator fashioned the soul of man, the body and spirit, incorporating timed growth and desires and urges appropriate to the age reached so that there is a proper unfolding of life in a normal way. Oh, really? Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Good, 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 good. Like it. Love uh, it. There is a time for infancy with its total dependency on others, a time for childhood with its carefree existence, a time for early youth with its widening interests and responsibilities. There is a time for more mature youth with its increasing decisions and accountabilities. There is a time for the young married. So we oh, just skip okay. right over the <laughs> puberty part. Maybe that's no, that is puberty, mature Manny. youth. You have puberty, you get married. Oh, yes, sorry. Puberty, the time for Duh. the young married. With their mutual responsibilities and broadening interests. A time for middle age with its autumn harvesting of experience. A time for older folks in the winter by the fireside with memories, happy associations, and satisfactions. All these phases of growth, when pursued in harmony with the divine plan, lead the soul firmly and unwaveringly along the path to eternal life. What I'm really getting out of this is that if you're old, you better not be banging. You better be by a fire with your memories. and Remember that time we used to have sex? That was nice. (laughs) That's over now. You're not even allowed to jerk it because Uh... that's for Jesus. Good Lord, have mercy. Semen for Jesus? We can make sure it's semen Semen for Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to put JC just because it's quicker, right? (laughs) Semen for JC. JC! (laughs) Uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I'm going to say it's telling you all these things that could be good for kids. Sports, drama. A properly conducted dance party can be a blessing. (laughs) It provides the opportunity to spend a pleasant evening with many people to the accompaniment of music. It can create and develop friendships which will be treasured in later years. Alternatively, it can become a restricting experience. Well-ordered dances provide favorable places, pleasing times, and auspicious circumstances in which to meet new people and enlarge circles of friends. They can be an open door to happiness. In an evening of pleasurable dancing and conversation, one can become acquainted with many splendid young folk, every one of whom has had admirable traits and may be superior to any one companion in at least some qualities. Here, partners can begin to appraise and evaluate, noting qualities, attainments, and superiorities by comparison and contrast. That's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Uh... Such perspective friendships can be the basis for wise, selective, occasional dating, and for those of sufficient age and maturity, this to be followed later in proper timing by steady dating, and later by proper courtship, which culminates in a happy, never-ending marriage. Oh, (laughs) never-ending. A never-ending marriage. (laughs) Okay, so I went to a dance, and that is not how my dance went. Actually, maybe I should tell that story. (laughs) It seems a little apropos. Well... Do it. Okay. Well, we'll get we'll get to that later. Let me write that next to semen for JC. Also, when you said JC, I was like, oh, do you ever think that maybe Jesus Christ's dad owned a dealership? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, do you Bro. even know where, who I am? Do you know my dad? He owns a dealership. So that's Mormon Corner. <laughs> Terrifying and horrible. As usual. <laughs> next cool shit right cool shit cool shit's next uh do you have anything for cool shit not that would translate well for the internet (laughs) there's this really cool lighting system i'm really interested in it's like christmas lights that like 
Perez. <laughs> Here, why don't you let me take over, Charlotte? That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I've got something internet that you guys might really enjoy. I So you've heard us talk about the band Bayside and how much I love them. I drag Charlotte around to shows with me. And the basis for that band, Nick Gambarian, has several podcasts which I kind of knew, but I never really listened to any of them. He has He's a big Star Wars nerd, so he has one called Thank the Maker, which is on my list of podcasts to listen That's to. That's cool. But I finally picked up one of his and listened to it on the way to work today, and it's called The Radio Radio Show. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And it's basically just him, like, doing a podcast hosted on Spotify. Now, you know, the, the same platform that we use, Anchor, is owned by Spotify. Right. So now you can put any music that's on Spotify in your podcast. Um, that's fucking rad. It is. It's cool, right? And if the, then if you're listening to it on Spotify, if you're a premium member, you get to hear the whole song. If you're only... A, you know, non-paid subscription, you get to hear like 15 seconds of it or something, okay, and then it'll go yeah, yeah. back into the podcast. So this podcast is basically just him saying like, hey, here's some songs I like, kind of talking story in between them, telling, you know, giving his memories about how he grew up. I've only listened to the first couple episodes, but it's basically just like, it's great for when you get stuck in your in a music rut, kind right. of, and you're like, I, I always listen to this same playlist, but I don't have time to like search something new if I just want to get in the car and listen to something on the way to work. And so it's basically just like a curated playlist for you. And it's all different kinds of genres, too. Like, there was um, Bruce Springsteen on there and then Teenage Bottle Rocket. You know, there's like all kinds of just runs the gamut. So uh, if you're not sure what you want to listen to next and you want somebody to curate a playlist for you, I highly recommend checking out the Radio Radio Show. That is actually fucking rad. Because I would love to do that. Be like, oh, this is what I'm in the mood for. And this is what I'm listening to. And then people either dig what you're listening to or they don't, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. Well, you know what some other cool shit is? I've been spending a lot of time at Disney this past week. Lucky. I know. I know. I'm very lucky. Uh, a friend was a friend from San Francisco was here visiting. Yvette! Woo! Shout out to Yvette. And, uh, yeah, so we got to go. And I she went, she got a three-day pass, and then I went after work on the days that I was working. And we had a lot of fun, and... Uh, We tried a lot of the foods there. We tried a lot of the drinks there. And I would like to give my recommendation for my favorite food and drink, both of which are at DCA. So there's a place called Cocina Cucamonga that does uh, quesabira tacos that are pretty reasonably priced considering, and they're really delicious. There's always a huge line, and the mobile ordering has a ton of glitches right now. So if if you want my advice, if you happen to be planning on going to Disneyland anytime soon, do the mobile order, but do it way ahead of when you're hungry. Like, I'm going to be hungry in an hour. Start your mobile order then, because they don't actually make it then. Like, they'll give you a time to return, and then you push a button on your app and say, I'm here, and then they'll start making it, and oh, it's super glitchy. Yeah, that's not cool. So do it way ahead of time, and uh, but they're it's like 12 bucks for two tacos, and they're really, really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then the drinks, there's a bunch of different places you can get drinks, but there's this one that looks like it's just a kid's thing, and it's called, like, the Abominable Snowman, but then the word Abominable is crossed out, and then it says Adorable Snowman, and it's on Pixar Pier, like, right when you're headed over to the Incredicoaster. They do these boozy drinks with, like, Dole Whip, and it sounds weird, but the one I had was, like, Dole Whip, a margarita mix, tequila, pickled mango, chilies. It was so fucking good. Vet was telling me about that, and I was like, I don't... And I love spicy, and I love Dole, Dole Whip, but I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's really good. Right. Hella, hella good. Well, clearly I'll be going next week yeah. to go get some. <laughs> so those are my two Disney tips for the for a little bit. Try to help you get a bit, little bit more of a smooth re-entry into Disneyland if you're planning on going, because it's kind of a shit show, to be honest. Excellent. Yeah. Um... That's too bad about the shit showness, but it is Disney list. So like, yeah. let's get real. They're working out the kinks. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let that deter you from going. Someone, it's still a lot of fun. Someone was just telling me that they're once again raising their prices again. Yeah, they just did. They just raised Are you them. Fucking kidding me! Like, what the fuck? And they sold out of the top tier of the Magic Keys, the That's annual crazy. passes. They're crazy. Well, it's jam packed. I mean, people are just throwing their money at them. Should have kept. <laughs> <laughs> Kept your money? Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Disneyland. 
about a past two months ago, and I haven't gone back once. Of course, that's my own fault, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Anyway. What's on Twitter, Mandy? Oh, boy. Should we go there? It's <laughs> worth noting. When we started this podcast, we had no idea that it would just be us bitching about Republicans and shit. Well, I mean, really, is it that far-fetched? And QAnon people. It's not just Republicans. It's the crazy... You know what? I've, I have a lot of Republican friends that I love. So I, it, it's not good to just say Republicans and lump them all in, in one category. Because there are sane Republicans. And there are... And I hate to say this because I'm not a big fan of uh, the Cuomo guy that's on CNN. Not the governor, but his brother. Retrumplicans or whatever. I'm like, God, you're so lame. But it's true. It's the Republicans that back Trump. Those people are fucking insane. You're talking about Chris Cuomo. Chris, yeah, that's his name. Chris Cuomo. That guy's fucking insane. (laughs) Um, He's not insane. No, he's not. He's not insane. He's he's repetitive. Just like the rest of them. Like, again, I'm by no means, I'm, I'm a conservative Democrat because I like money, <laughs> but I also feel like people should deserve their rights and everybody should be treated fucking fairly. Yeah. Um, anywho, but. Well, those, I wrote down some gems that I pulled off Twitter. Okay, perfect. Because I was if, like, those QAnon motherfuckers, I've had quite enough of them. Yeah. Here's, well, I'll just jump right into that one then because I've got four. I couldn't decide on which one, so I didn't. I'm not going to go really in depth on any of them, but just in case you haven't heard and it piques your interest and you want to research it yourself, um, you check should out do with everything. <laughs> <laughs> check out uh, David Todashini, mm-hmm. um, or as he's actually more well known, David Trent. He is a QAnon conspiracy theorist who has several different platforms. So he has a bunch of, well, he, I should say he had a bunch of video channels on YouTube and they were after the January 6th insurrection, they were, YouTube was not having any of that shit. So they, they were pulling any sort of, any and all sort of right wing conspiracy, false flag, you know, sort of, sort of basically propaganda for lack of a better word. So all of his pages got shut down. So his main platform is on it's on a platform called BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. I've never heard of it. Uh, but he apparently no has thousands of followers. And he right. does these videos. Oh, sorry. He has tens of thousands of followers. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's really one of the main voices that's pushing that Democrats are pedophiles and part of the global child sex trafficking ring that's run by the world's elite. Uh, as I was reading this article, so basically my main source right here, and there are a lot of sources my main source I'm reading from is Vice, which I have mixed feelings about because I have personally been involved in a situation that Vice reported on <laughs> completely made up bullshit. Right, right, right. So I, you know, I don't trust Vice very much because they kind of just print, they kind of just yeah. print whatever they want, but they do have a lot of facts that were corroborated by other sources right. and they kind of sum it all up together. So that's why I'm reading the Vice article. Generally, I don't like them anymore. Um, but there, a lot of the what they're saying is sourced by this uh, website called Right Wing Watch, which is actually a more legitimate site than Vice is. But they're saying that this guy, there's a name for that Hillary Clinton conspiracy. Pizzagate? No. <laughs> it's, it's called Frazzle Drip. That's fucking stupid. Have you heard of this? No, that's a dumb fucking name. Yeah, so this guy, he's saying that he has evidence, he has proof that this Frazzle Drip conspiracy video is true he has video evidence and it's claiming uh trigger warning for well probably should have said that back at the beginning but he's saying there's a video that shows hillary clinton torturing a young girl cutting off her face drinking her blood and he has absolute proof that it's true when they when they say torturing a young girl she's like sexually molesting her okay is what they're saying and uh he, of course, he's asked to pr- produce that evidence, and he can't. Anyways, the guy's insane, right? He's a total right. nut job, right wing, beyond right wing, QAnon, conspiracy Tea party, motherfucker, conspiracy theorist with tens of thousands of people listening to what he's saying. 
So the reason that I brought that up was because he was, uh, it just came out this week from this right wing watch website that he was convicted in 1999 as a sexually violent offender. And he basically was convicted. He's considered a sexually violent offender. He's at a higher risk of a repeat offense and he has, and there's a threat to public safety. Uh, he was accused or he was convicted, I should say, sorry, convicted of, uh, rape and sodomy of an eight year old boy. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I, so the article that I'm reading, like I said, is Vice. So they reached out to him and asked him, and his response was, I don't give a fuck what that website says. Ooh. <laughs> right? What a piece of shit. Yeah. Rick, thou doth protest too much, right? I guess. I mean, look at this guy. He's like a creepy 70-year-old dude who Ooh, is a molester. Fuck. And he's obviously, like... He just says crazy shit, but he's accused Joe Biden of being a child molester. Because the dude's a child molester, so he just accuses people of shit that he does. Dude, if that's not, you know, uh, I just, I can't, I can't, I get so mad I can't talk. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, totally fucked up. Because, yeah, it's like, all, oh, this person is a pedophile, this person's a pedophile. Oh, meanwhile, I'm also a pedophile, but that's besides the point. Right. You know. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, I just think it's, I mean, it's crazy to think about those the pizza gate and the whatever I just said whatever but the even with was. the pizza gate guy at least that guy didn't hurt anybody he was just a person who fell down a rabbit hole of bullshit no no I don't mean did. the guy I'm not talking about okay. the guy who went to the pizza place I'm talking about the conspiracy oh, of right. pizza gate yeah, yeah, yeah the person this guy who, who started it yeah. is this guy that's what oh. I'm trying to tell you <laughs> this guy has the platform and he's the one introducing all these fucked up conspiracy theories that involve children getting molested and I don't know he probably drinking so he probably does drink children's blood maybe he does maybe he cuts their faces off or maybe that's just still part of his sick sicko fantasy mm-hmm. anyway so there's that there's also there's a lot of really infuriating stuff uh, just a real quick note everyone probably by now has heard what happened to Alec Baldwin on the set of his movie mm-hmm. he accidentally discharged what was a prop gun and it, there happened to be live ammunition, and somebody, a, a set not set director, a cinematographer was killed. Horrible tragedy, right? Donald Trump Jr., or as Michael Rappaport <laughs> likes to refer to him as, is Piss Stain Jr., which I really am trying to just grab that and run with it. Piss Stain Jr. He started immediately selling T-shirts on his website for $27.99 that says, Guns don't kill people, Alec Baldwin kills people. Wow. Just in case you needed another reason to hate that piece of shit, there's one. (laughs) There's a real low-hanging fruit. (laughs) There's so much to unpack there. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Oh, let's make t-shirts. One, I want to profit off of it. Mm -hmm. Two, who cares about human life being lost because it means nothing to that piece of shit because he has no empathy for anybody. And three, I'm really mad at you for making fun of my dad on Saturday Night Live. Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Thank okay. you. So there's there's another one. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, you may God remember. fucking damn that piece of shit. 17-year-old kid who went into a protest that turned into a riot because right-wing QAnon nutjobs were dressing up like Black Lives Matter protesters claiming to be Antifa and starting riots so mm-hmm. they could blame the, the left side, the protesters, for fucking burning shit down, which was is being continually proven day after day case after case that that's it's these right-wing militia people that are doing that anyway kyle rittenhouse 17 years old white kid goes into a crowd with an ar-15 and starts shooting people and murdering people i know the story Mm -hmm. of random murder i will murder (laughs) just a quick side note meanwhile uh in is it sweden no germany greta greta thurnberg She's also 17 years old, and she's trying to save the world from climate change. So. Right. So, you know, pick your fucking battles. A little different different in each country. Right. Uh, anyway, back to our shit show. So, he's going to trial for this now, and the judge who's trying the case, or who's going to make the you know decision in the case, judge the case, right. has said that they can't call the people who are murdered victims. But they are a fucking victim. Right. I get that. And actually, that's pretty standard in court. You can't, it, it, suppose, since you haven't proven that person guilty yet, suppose they're not guilty. Right. And so, 
you're it's a loaded word but to it's call a the, it's a person who is victimized by violence they are a dead person who's no longer fucking alive well anymore. that's what i was gonna say yeah call okay. them call them that <laughs> then if you can't call them victims right call them you know what did uh craig say john cleese said John Cleese? Yeah, John Cleese. Had tweeted something like, how about call them an unarmed, unarmed civilian dead that's, de- that's now, now dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, there's that. But then the really infuriating part of that was that the judge is allowing them to be called looters and rioters. Right. But okay. not victims. That, and that right there just is going to tell you how this case is going to fucking end. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, calling somebody a looter and a rioter is not loaded. Right. Well, exactly. You're going to allow that but not be called a victim. This, this case is already fucking over. Mm-hmm. The person who's judging it already has a very clear bias in this. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for the most infuriating thing I found on Twitter this and week? I'm already pretty mad, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a guy named Tucker Carlson? Tucker <laughs> Carlson? Does that could be cuckold? <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I have. Yeah, that guy who only has a job because Bill O'Reilly's a rapist and got fired. Yeah. From Fox yeah, News. that was fun. Yeah. People forget about that sometimes, mm-hmm. but he is a fucking rapist. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Also, Tucker Carlson, the guy who never really has had a job other than Fox News <laughs> and is a white, privileged trust fund baby. Is that the same? That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. That's the guy. Has no real world experience. So, this fucker. This motherfucker. There's a ton of articles if you want to look up. I mean, it's right now we're recording this on a Friday night, and it's all over the internet. Uh, The one I'm reading is Rolling Stone, who, by the way, have been on fire with their articles lately. Um, I've been a really big fan of Rolling Stone, and I've been a really big fan of Vox. Okay. Both of those are are pretty great. Oh, and uh, Teen Vogue. Yeah, Teen Vogue is fucking on fire. Yeah. But so anyway, Tucker Carlson has been given this opportunity to put forth a I get I I don't know even know what to call it it's it's a piece of it's like it reminds me very much of like Nazi propaganda oh my god thank you yes I was thinking the exact same thing yeah it's you know it's the it's called the Patriot Purge and it is a Tucker Carlson special the Patriot Purge yeah it's running on Fox or it's it's scheduled to be run on Fox and the trailer, you can watch the trailer on Twitter. In fact, I retweeted it on our Twitter. So if you guys are following us on Twitter, you can find it that way. But it's basically like what he's saying is he's saying that January 6th was, was a false flag, meaning that, you know, a false flag is like a deliberate uh, misrepresentation of somebody's affiliation or motives. Okay. So basically what they're saying is that the left dressed up like the right and raided the Capitol to change the outcome of an election they just won. <laughs> if you really if you really think about it and put it together, that's what he's saying. That's he's saying it's a false idiot. flag, meaning that all of that shit was done by people on the left to make the right look bad. So literally what's actually being proven to be the right coming over, like the KKK type people are coming militia, in. Militia, QAnon. All those fuckers who are going into actual peaceful protests. Again, that whole, I'm going to accuse you of what we do kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say that, that the right, they're the left did it to the right now, mm-hmm. even though there's no evidence whatsoever of that, right? Exactly. Just and I mean, checking. yeah, and literally it would be, if this was true, it would be the left dressing up like QAnon, raiding the Capitol, to overturn the election they just won that they were that they voted to win that they voted to win to make them look bad so it just right off the bat it's a bunch of fucking crazy talk but how did nobody who's producing this pile of garbage like Like, you're talking about fox news they're producing it that's true but i mean i get i get that it's not that people aren't smart they just don't critically think anything through but well, somebody's got to, and you. I would think you would lose people if they're like, wait a second. Well, time will tell. Right. But, however, the thing that's crazy about this, and if you, I just made you watch the, For the, trailer, the trailer with me. Which but, was disturbing to me. Yeah, so if you watch it, it's it's kind of like a documentary. Like, you can say whatever you want, and you put the right music in the right places. You're going to get a response. The right tone, the right imagery. So it's like, if you watch this thing, and that's exactly what Nazi propaganda did, you mm-hmm. know? It was like... He, he's saying that the left is hunting the right. He's saying that, you know, half the population is being hunted, which 
I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit on that. Half the population is not QAnon people. Right. You know, um, they're playing this solemn version of like, glory, glory, hallelujah, <laughs> in the background, you know, and it's just like, Garbage. yeah. and he, then he shows pictures of people being tortured in Guantanamo Bay saying that the left is kidnapping people on the right and doing that to them in Guantanamo Bay. Right. Purging patriots from the country it's insane it is fucking insane how is that legal like how can you put that out there as not fiction tucker carlson is doing exactly what rush limbaugh did and exactly what what's his fuck but i feel like to a bigger degree yes agreed grant well i was gonna say rush limbaugh's dead but uh alex jones has been has gone to court for that sort of thing many times and he he says the same thing that tucker carlson has said in court this is an opinion show. It's not my fault if people take what I'm saying and run with it as if it's truth. He actually, I'm not quoting him exactly. I could repent for that and find the quote uh, and let you know what the exact quote next week. But he's gone to court and said, it's not my fault if people take what I'm saying as truth. But this is just my opinion. He goes as far as saying no reasonable person would think what I say is factual. That has been, I've read that quote time and time again. Alex well, Jones has and... said that, and so is as Tucker Carlson. No reasonable person would think what I say is factual. And everyone's like, but but you're on a news show, but nobody seems to remember that. Right. Well, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, because this isn't, it's not being billed as the news, it's being billed as his opinion column. But it's portrayed in a way that makes it seem like legitimate news, and people are too stupid to tell the difference. Right. I mean, they don't it's want It's not to. even that they're stupid, they... they it, what is it? Cognitive, cognitive dissidence, right? It's feeding your already, the narrative you already want. And so it's like, it's like when somebody says something to me that I'm like, like if there was like legit proof that maybe like, I don't even want to say Joe Biden because I could care less about Joe Biden, but I really liked Obama. So you're going to show me something that actually shows that, that Obama ate a baby. I would probably not believe it because it doesn't fit my narrative, right? Now, clearly he has never eaten a baby, and it wouldn't be. And mm-hmm. and I'm sure with further research, it would show that, that it would be a doctored bullshit video. But at the end of the day, that's what the cognitive dissidence is, right? Right. So these people, it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense or that they have to think it through. It's feeding their narrative that they already want to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing that I don't get about this whole trailer that we just watched... A couple of times he shows a clip of President Biden denouncing white supremacy. Right. He shows that twice, right? And then there's, he, you know, Biden calls it the most lethal threat. And then there's footage of the Ku Klux Klan marching. Right. And then, then you go straight to that lady who says false flags have happened in this country, you know, one of which may have been January 6th. The way that all that shit is put together, why? What I noticed that was also in that thing, it wasn't just like white nationalists. It was white was said very predominantly, like, he hates white people. Like, and it's just like, fuck you, Tucker Carlson, you piece of shit. Well, no, but he's putting, I mean, he, he's got that video and that clip and that audio set to an image of the Ku Klux Klan marching. It's very obvious, like, he's what Biden's talking about, and he's reaffirming that with pictures of the Ku Klux Klan. It's almost like he is talking to them. Right. You know, like, how dare he how dare he say that that white supremacy is a threat? Like because, that's, right. what, that's what I don't understand. That like the rest of it, I'm like, wow, this is some blatant textbook propaganda bullshit. But then when you get to that, you're like, how could anybody? How is that helping him? Because right. that actually should be hurting him. Because guess what? White supremacy is bad. <laughs> everybody knows that. I would hope everybody knows that, but I don't think that's his target market. Who knows? Yeah, anyways, it's fucked up. I would... It, go check it out. Check out his... Well, it's going to be on... Let us know what you think about it. It's going to be on <laughs> Fox on November 1st, so I'm in a couple of days. I'm not giving them any of my fucking viewership. Yeah. Well, fuck no. I mean, watch it. On, watch the trailer on Twitter and... and... See, the, every time you watch a trailer, it's like another view, though, and it's like, good, bad, like... Uh, just... But you have to watch it to it's... know what's going on. No, you're right. I just don't want that motherfucker to get any more fucking views... I mean, we should definitely boycott any advertisers that oh, 100%. dare to. Actually, you know what? Go ahead and watch it, and whatever advertisement goes on, make a fucking note of it. I will, and I'm going to write them all down, and we will start making our own ads about them. So, yes, that's those are my what's on Twitter infuriating plugs for the Good, week. Good, you made me real fired up. Good job. 
let's hear a word from our sponsors, shall we? We know that keeping the food storage stocked can sometimes be a struggle, but boy, howdy, did it just get a whole lot easier. Have we got a delicious and satisfying treat for you. Introducing Prophet Tyson Potted Meat Product. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat is a tasty treat your whole family will enjoy, and it's now packed with 30% more tripe per can. This spreadable, delectable meat product is the perfect addition to your food storage pantry, thanks to its pre-cooked state and extra-long shelf life which also makes it a great item for camping and military uses. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat comes in two tantalizing flavors. Country Pot, a down-home blend of pureed beef, pork, chicken, and that extra tripe. Or give City Pot a try, a spicy grind, a raccoon, feral cat, skunk, and animal shelter dumpster. For a heavenly treat, try Prophet Tyson Potted Meat. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners can save 20% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code the one mighty and strong at checkout. That's promo code the one mighty and strong for 20% off your first purchase of Prophet Tyson's potted meat. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Hopefully you're enraged enough to keep listening <laughs> and email or text or call your senators. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we probably should have mentioned that. There's a few elections coming up that are pretty goddamn important. If you live in Virginia, please, for the love of God, vote. Vote Democrat. Right. Just you vote. have to. Otherwise, you guys are going to be Texas. You're okay. going to be the next Texas. Don't be Texas. You do not want to be Texas. Anyway, story time. <laughs> Go ahead. Go tell your story. I mean, it might spark something for me. Uh, so, I was going to tell a story. Now I'm thinking maybe I should change it to the story about the dance. Pants off dance off? Not really, no. Not, was... not especially with the guy I went with. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to save that one because I think that was a story that Erica was involved in and I think it would be fun to tell it with her. So, Erica, if you're listening, let's tell the listeners someday the story of the time we went to homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the story that I was going to tell you, the story that I'm going to stick with, is I'm going to tell you about the time that, actually two different times when I probably should be dead because of a video game. Oh, oh, oh I know which video game. Um, what's that guy's name? It was Pokemon? Niantic. Niantic. Yeah. That's the one. So we, we played a game. We haven't played it lately, but Charlotte and I used to play a game called Ingress. It's pretty fun. It was very fun. And actually, the story of how I kind of got started playing Ingress is my little group of work friends. Uh, when I was working at the grocery store in Honolulu, one of the guys was like a really big gamer nerd. And he's like, hey, you guys need to all download this game and um, come out with me and help me do some stuff on our lunch break. So we all took our lunch break at the same time, walked around the mall and played the game. And basically what the game is, is if you, if you haven't heard of it, it's the same platform that Pokemon Go is. Harry Potter Wizarding World is also the same platform. And so this is the first iteration of it. And it's basically like... It's the best iteration it, of it. It is the best, in my opinion. I like the other two as well, but this is the best. So what it is, is it's basically a capture the flag game. and But you have to get up and you have to actually physically go to the location where the flag is and play the game at the location. So like you can't just play from your house. You have to get up and go. And it's so it's kind of like geocaching meets, you know, Google Maps sort of a thing. Yeah. It actually fair. it actually does use Google Maps for the basis of the platform. But anyways, so it's a ton of fun and it's really great for like an awesome way to experience a new city. It's really cool if you're using it uh, to go hiking. You can you can look at your trail map and there's usually, you know, locations that are they're called portals uh, where you're going to want to of human contact. Yeah, well, human interest. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> you might get human contact if there's anybody else playing when you get but to the But then you might have to fight them. You might have to fight them or you might be best friends. Depends on if you're the same team or not. Exactly. So anyways, it's really fun and uh, it's it's a great way to go and experience the world around you. So anyway, back to the back to the mall the first time I played it. So my friend was like, hey, you guys all need to download. There's like five of us. You guys all need to download it and just pick the team. Um, that I'm on. So there's basically two options. There's the resistance and the enlightened. 
And so he's like, I'm on the enlightened team. So you guys have to pick the enlightened team. So we're just doing it. You know, I have no idea what it is. We're just doing whatever he told us to do. You really only get one chance to choose your team. And it turns out that the majority of the people who play that game pick the resistance because Star Wars. And it's way cooler. Like if I would have known, I probably would have picked the resistance too. But it's actually kind of fun being the other team because you're a little bit kind of the underdog. You're kind of outnumbered. And so, I don't know. It makes it a little more fun. It makes it a little more fun. No, you're the. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, you are the Empire, and the Resistance is the Resistance. But they don't make it. That's not the way they're. No, that's not the way they're saying it. But when I think about it, that's the way. I think of the Greed as like, no, they're the, you know, oppressor. And the Resistance is, you know, the not oppressor. Yeah, the way the game is set up is the Green is the Enlightened. So they're. The, the whole premise of the game is basically like there's aliens coming to Earth and the, the enlightened are like, we want to be friends with the aliens. We want to use their technology. They're going to advance our civilization. And the enlightened or the resistance are like, no, the aliens are going to kill us and harvest us and use us for food. Right. Essentially. So it's not yeah, okay, fine, it's not a Star better. Wars thing, really. But people just yeah, hear the, it for me. It's fine. <laughs> but people just hear the word resistance and they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Right. But yeah, it's not really the same as as that at all but anyway so we're all the enlightened anyway that's how i got started on the path to the game and within like he grew our friend who had a sign up ryan he grew tired of it <laughs> immediately and i was like i let it consume my soul for a good six years yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> everybody who wanted to hang out with me i made them download the app so that they could help me in my missions and my quests and mm-hmm. stuff like that yep and uh yep, yep. kind of the only reason i'm not playing it right now is because the platform changed and the game changed and it's it wasn't quite the same and it, it turns out a lot of people have kind of stopped playing so it's like when you go out to the to the portals now they're all kind of gray because nobody's playing they're not one team hasn't captured it you know they're just kind of sitting there unplayed i did open it up in dallas and it was green so i just closed it back down i didn't even capture or hack a single portal <laughs> which would have helped me somehow because i'm in a different state but i was like whatever I'm going yeah. back to what i was doing <laughs> but go on <laughs> yeah so anyway it, it used to be a really fun game if you're interested in like using it just to go out and explore a place you've never been you can kind of you know you'll go to this portal and it'll tell you Oh, it's a lighthouse, and this is when it was established, or, you know, stuff like that. But so the story I wanted to tell was, uh, for, a, for a time, I was living on Maui, and this was a really great way for me to go out and, like, figure out points of interest on the island and explore the place. I didn't have a whole lot of friends over there, so it's like if my friends were working and I had the day off by myself, I would just open up the app and I would go out and, like, play the game. And I would go hiking and driving and do all this stuff. And there's a couple of portals on Maui that are inaccessible. So this uses your, it uses your GPS and your uh, cellular service to basically determine your location. So you have to imagine if there's no Wi-Fi and there's no cell service, your phone's not going to know where you're at. And so you can't play the game if you don't have either one of those things. And there's a couple of points like up on top of Haleakala, up on the mountain. There's no cell service up there. There's no Wi-Fi. There are portals up there, but you can't access them. Uh, Same thing, like, uh, there's actually quite a lot of places on Maui that are remote enough to where they don't have cell or Wi-Fi. So the only way to access those portals is if you have a satellite network or a sat... So if you have a sat phone or you have a VGAN, which is a... Why would one have a satellite phone? My friend Lauren has one. It helped us when we were in Mexico when none of us had any service. And there was no Wi-Fi because the hurricane was coming. And I was like, why would one need that? I guess for international calling? Well, yeah. So, it, so this is called a it's a, bro, a broadband global area network as it began. Okay. But, yeah, you would need one for, for example, like, um, you know, we have them. We had them at the stores in case, yeah, there's a hurricane or, a you know, you need to get in contact with somebody and you don't have Wi-Fi or cell service. Mm-hmm. If you're going hiking to a remote area, you might want to have a sat phone. But it has some sort of signal, so I don't get why everybody can't just have a signal. Because it's very, very expensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, well, the story I'm going to tell you, I'll explain it. But, yeah, if you if you want to use a sat phone or a BGAN network, you're basically, you're not connecting to any cell towers on the planet. You're connecting to a satellite in space. Oh. It costs about $85 a minute. Or something crazy like that to do that, depending on what service that you have. So, yeah, anybody can have it. It's available to anybody who wants it. But you're talking about like a, well, 
here, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's not $85 a minute. I hacked a portal that cost $85 because my friend had a began. Okay. So <laughs> one weekend, my friend Yvette, who was just here for our Disneyland adventure, uh, she came out to Maui to visit and I was like, oh, you know, she wanted to go see Haleakala and go see all these like cool places around Maui. And I was like, oh, perfect. I can... You know, I can, oh, I was living on Oahu and I was just, I had just come over to Maui. I was kind of going back and forth to work. So I, it was, I was still pretty new to Maui and she wanted to go to Haleakala and I was like, there's a portal up there that I want, but I can't get. And we just happened to have a contact on our team. So kind of all the Hawaiian islands, we all kind of knew each other, whoever played on the enlightened team. And there was one guy who was living on Maui and I, he shall remain nameless <laughs> because he worked for the police department oh. in a communication sort of capacity. And he had access to the satellite communication tower on Haleakala. <laughs> and so my friend on Oahu hooked me up with him and that was the first time we'd ever met. You know, we'd like message each other through the game and stuff, but I hadn't actually met him before. And so he took his car, we took our car, and he followed us up to Haleakala to basically let us into this communication tower and hook us up with the the BGAN SAP network so that we could access that portal. I, so I say we as if Yvette had anything to do with it, so <laughs> I could access that portal. And he's like, are you sure you want to go up there? It's like crazy storming up there. And you know, I've been up there a handful of times before, and I was like, oh, I mean, how bad can it get? Like, it's 80 degrees down in Maui, down yeah. by the beach. 85 in trade winds year yeah. round, of course. And I was like, how bad could it be? He's like, apparently there's no visibility up there. And I was like, well, I don't need to see anything. I'm just going up there for the portal anyway. Uh, it kind of sucks for Yvette, but, you know, she's like, I'm game, whatever, let's do it. So we follow him up there, and it's, you know, getting foggy, and it's getting windy and it's getting kind of brutal as we're going up the mountain and if you haven't been to Haleakala it's a 10,000 foot climb from sea level up to the top of the at the observatory so we're climbing up zigzagging back and forth switchbacking and it's just getting really crazy we get up to the top and it's so windy that it's like shaking the car back and forth crazy. and it's hailing and it's I'm not kidding you when when they say zero visibility it was like you could see five feet in front of your face and i was like oh my god so we get we leave our car in the parking lot we get out we get in his car so that we can go up to the tower and so he unlocks a special gate lets us in we go right to the edge of the mountain it looked like we were you couldn't see anything it looked like we were sitting in a cloud the, the hail is just pelting us the car is rocking back and forth like we were so close to the edge and in my head, I'm just like, this is crazy. And Yvette's like, are we going to die? And Probably. I was like, it, it was 60 mile an hour winds up Jesus. there. It was bananas. And so we're doing our thing. We're like getting our portal or whatever. We tried to get out and get one, but the hail was just like killing Pounding us up there. Face. So we got back in and just did the car one and then started to make our way back down. And then we met, you know, when it, it got back down to the bottom where it was like nice tropical sunny day again. And he's like, you girls are crazy. I can't believe you want, you wanted to go out there. And I was like, you're the police. I thought you would have told me not to. If it, was it was so dangerous. But like, when all was said and done, he's like, yeah, we really should not have been the fuck up there. <laughs> and so I was like, hmm. And I, I think I have a little video of that somewhere. It's terrifying. <laughs> so then he's like, he was like, well, do you want to go get the other one? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. You know, we have, you know, we finally found each other. You have the sat phone. You have the began. Like, let's go do it. And so the, this other portal is on the west side of Maui. So if you picture Maui, it's kind of like two bubbles, sort of. Mm -hmm. And then on the top half of the bubble, that's like where Lahaina is and uh, the Kaanapali coast. And it's very, you know, touristy and everything. And the airport is kind of right in the middle of those two bubbles. And the way that most people go is like around the bottom of the, the top bubble. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go to the road to Hana... You go down at the bottom and around the bottom bubble, right? You can't... It is possible to drive to Lahaina, which appears like it would be a shorter distance around the backside of Maui, but it is a completely crazy, treacherous... I mean, cliffs, no guardrails. Like, it's really <laughs> fucking scary. Thousands of foot cliffs. And the locals who live up there are just driving like fucking crazy speeding, you know. And there's places where only one car can go and there's a fucking thousand foot drop next to you. It's really scary, really scary. In fact, there was a point where uh, 
my I've got some friends of mine who are on the the Ingress team, Joy and uh, Allison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They came over to visit one time when I was living over there, and Google Maps was fucking up. Love Allison. Yeah, <laughs> Darth Otter. Yeah, yeah, she's rad. Uh, AJ Mama and Darth Otter. Shout out. <laughs> but they came over one time, and these girls are like born and raised in Hawaii. Right. They're locals, like through to the bone. And they flew over. They landed in the main airport, and Google Maps or Apple Maps, whichever one had a was routing everybody the wrong direction. So you put in your phone, I want to go to Lahaina. It was routing everybody around the backside. Normally it takes like, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get to Lahaina from the airport. It takes four and a half hours to get around the backside, which is not a longer distance. It's just so scary. And so these girls who like knew their way around were just like, oh, following the map, not realizing. And they're like, wait a minute, holy shit. So it's, it's even for locals, it's like sketchy, right? Yeah. So, guess where the portal was that we had to get to? The scary part, of course. (laughs) Of course. And there's no service. There's no nothing. No, well, I shouldn't say there's no Wi-Fi. There is Wi-Fi. Because there's somebody who lives in a house that's right (laughs) at that portal. The reason it's a portal is because it's an old church from, like, the 1800s. It's it actually pretty cool. Have Wi-Fi there. Well, imagine if that's your house. Well, I know, but still, you're, you have a house next to nothing, so you're gonna have to pay more money to have Wi-Fi out there. I mean, I can't go just live in the woods and be like, yeah, I get Wi-Fi because I live here. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how much their Wi-Fi was. I know they had it, and I know that it's a very, very guarded secret what their Wi-Fi password is, because <laughs> if you had their password, you could have access to that portal. And that portal... Basically, without going too much into how the game works, that base, that portal, having access to that portal, controls all of the island of Maui. <laughs> At least the west side of Maui, the west, the top bubble. And so, if you were able to attack that and take it down and take it away from the other team, you get thousands and hundreds and thousands of points. Right. And I wanted it so bad, so he took me there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hopefully it was completely linked. Did you destroy it? Oh, there was hundreds of links. Perfect. Hundreds of links. Yeah, and it was amazing. And so we went there, and we go to the church, and the guys who live, the guy who lives in the house, who's a, a well-known player for the resistance, um, he doesn't know who we are. He right. thinks we're just there like, you know, white girls looking at the, well, white girl, Mexican girl looking at the <laughs> church. Um, and, you know, he, he's kind of chatting with the, the police officer guy. He's not a police officer, but the, we're just calling him that because he works for the police department. Got it. And they're chatting, and he doesn't realize who he is. And he's already set up the vegan over at the portal. And so I'm, like, it, right as they're talking, I'm, like, destroying it, taking it down, and, like, setting up all the links that I want to set up and everything. <laughs> it was just, like, once he realized it, what was going on, he was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, now i got to set that whole thing back up again. And it, I mean, it was all in good fun, and, and he was really nice about it. But that was, like, that was an epic it was an epic portal <laughs> takedown on the scariest drive that, like, probably shouldn't, you shouldn't even be allowed to drive on that road. Uh, uh, so, yeah, those are two times that I probably should be dead from playing a video game. Yeah, well, I was going to say that actually a lot of people have died from playing probably that game, but more people talk about the Pokemon Go. It's like people will be like, oh, look, I'm going to go get this Pokemon, which, again, the Pokemon are the points of human interest, so the same thing as a portal. And they fall off a fucking cliff because they were not aware of their surroundings. They finally had to put a, a warning on. They said, you need to, you know, headphones suggested if you're going to be out in public, but also keep aware of your surroundings. Do not play while you're driving. But I said that when I was first introduced to this stupid game that I also played a lot of for a long time was because <laughs> Mandy came to visit and I was at work at a restaurant that I worked at and she's just like, have you heard of this game? I'm like, it's, she kept talking about it. I was like, oh my God, I, I kept trying to change the subject and talk about anything else. And she would not let it go. And I was like, what, okay, fine. What the fuck are you talking about? She's like, it's this game. I've been trying to tell you about it. And I'm like, <sighs> just downloaded it on my phone. I probably just gave it to her. She's like, I think you're going to be the enlightened. <laughs> I like, did to you just what Ryan did to me. Right. <laughs> because have, well, but here's the deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yes, I became enlightened, and then I was kind of like, this is kind of dumb, and they're like, okay, it's kind of fun. And then by the time I hit a level three, which you can do, because there's 16 levels you can get to, you get to level three real fucking fast. You're like, oh, I'm already level three. I'm really good at this. Yeah, wait until you get to level 10. Be yeah, it's there, a it's, lot It's longer. exponential. It's exponential. But, uh, you know, by that time, it, it, it hooked me. But my favorite is, is that I worked at a bar downtown, and I'd get so bored, and there would be the same local drunks that would drink at the bar every day. And I wanted to, you know, make some links or whatever. So I would just be like, hey, you guys, watch the bar. And I would just leave. And I'd call it, I'm going, I'm portaling, is what I would call it. And like, like our friend Mandy, who was, ended up being the bar manager, was like, are you portaling? I'm like, yeah, watch the bar. I'll be right back. And I'd leave for like 45 minutes, come back, and be like, I'm like, how was it? Was it busy? They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think so. It's like, did you did you do what you needed to do? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was done. Or whatever. <laughs> it was just like me just on my phone, just making links, doing things. But anyway, so yes, that took a good portion of my life. But it was nice. I got me out walking. I did find new places around town. And people were like, Charlotte, what the fuck? Like, people were just like... There's Charlotte walking around downtown with her head in her phone. What could she possibly be doing? And like, mm-hmm. it was that. It was a lot of that. Actually, I did almost step into traffic uh, when we did the anomaly in San Diego. Oh right. There's a there's this kind. They do these events where it's basically like thousands of players come in from all over the world to play in one city, and I mean, we did it in San Diego in 2015. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it was it was. There's a whole hotel that, like, the entire hotel's taken up by Ingress players, and, you know, everyone's wearing their team colors, so you can kind of, you know, spot each other and see each other, but everybody's playing at the same time, and uh, there was one point where I was, like, looking at something, and I stepped off the curb, and my friend, Jerno, Gra- grabbed my backpack, and he's like, whoa, pulled me back up right <laughs> as the car was going by, and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I should pay more attention. Right? This game's dangerous. How do we be excellent with each other? <laughs> or to each other? I have for each other. Uh, I have be excellent to each other. Semen for JC. So I don't think that was where that was supposed to go. Notes. I you know I like to watch Bill Maher on HBO, and he had a valid point. And I had to think about it for a minute because I was like, hell no, he's wrong. But he's just like, oh, we're headed pretty much headed for civil war, and he's not entirely wrong on that. Like there's just so many things that people just can't see eye to eye anymore and a lot of it has to do with the mis you know tucker carlson's of the fucking world who are just trying to play on your fears and anger just to get a buck or whatever yeah to be famous but like it's like well instead of like like william shatner just got shot out into space because just jeff bezos paid for it right and yes is that an argument for that rich people should have to fucking pay their taxes absolutely but Instead, just say, that's cool, I liked Star Trek, you know, or whatever. It's like, well, not everything has to be an argument, and you don't always have to be right about everything. And it's just like, I understand that, because, like, people don't like to be wrong, and they like to argue about shit, but it's just like, just let some shit go. But then that's how I feel like we've gotten here in the first place. We let shit go until it's been too much and now it has to be fucking addressed. So maybe civil war is the only way and that's how you're going to be excellent to each other. There's not as many people as they want you to think there are that believe that crazy white supremacists are alt-right bullshit. Right. You know, they're loud. We said, we've said that a lot. We say it all the time. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They're irritating as fuck and they provoke an emotional response out of people which has kind of become the basis of our whole podcast. You know what right. I mean? But they're not... Like, when you watch that clip that we are telling you to watch, that Tucker Carlson preview or whatever you want to call it, they're saying, oh, half the country is this. No, it's not half the country. Right. It's like 17% of you motherfuckers. But pretty much everybody that's on Facebook just wants to argue with each other because you're either left or you're right and there's no middle. And, like, one of my one of my best friends, so, like, I was just gone for a weekend in Dallas for a hair thing, and there was four of us girls sharing a room. One person did not talk politics at all. Two people are fairly conservative Trump supporters. And then there was me. We are all best fucking friends. We love each other. We respect each other's opinions. We don't call each other fucking stupid. But we do not agree on a... And actually, sorry, we agree on a lot of things. 
but we don't agree on a lot of things too. And I think that's the majority of everybody. But when you're online and you don't have to worry about trying to see the other person's point of view anymore because you're just too busy arguing, like that's where shit's getting nasty and it's spilling over into real life. And maybe that's where you kind of like, just remember the person you're talking to is a human being that probably agrees with a lot of the shit that you agree with. Yeah, that's valid. Good job, Charlotte. Yeah, I actually did. Actually, they said to me, like, Charlotte, you are the most liberal conservative I've ever met. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) And then we hug it out. (laughs) Yeah, just that's a really great point is just remember that, like, it's a human being. Right. It's another human being. And we all want, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Food on the table, roof over our head, and some sort of security. And Tucker Carlson dead. Yeah, I'll go ahead with that. I mean, maybe not ever. Maybe his parents. He wasn't adopted, right? Maybe his parents hate him. If too. I was his parents, I'd be like, oh, no, I don't I'm not taking ownership fuck. of that shit. <laughs> and if I was you, dear listener, I would go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a rating. Check out our website. We've got merch. We also have an official merch site with real stuff. T-shirts, stickers, cell phone covers, throw pillows. What do you want? We got it. Uh, Head on over to TeePublic. The link is in our link tree, which is on all of our social medias. Facebook. Twitter. Pinterest. LinkedIn. Uh, of course, we're always looking for likes and subscribes and comments on our YouTube channel. It helps other people fucking find us so that I can converse with them. And lastly, patrons. Hey, patrons. We love you. And if you're not a patron and you're missing out and wondering what all the sweet dollars is, a month, what, what level of Patreon do you have to be for me to give you an HJ? <laughs> oh, that's the Kingdom of Kolob for sure. <laughs> oh, okay.